You're listening to the Initiative Podcast, where we explore diversity and culture in beautiful British Columbia, Canada. I'm your host, Ella Diaz, and welcome to our very first episode. Um, today, we have our special guest, Emmy. Um, Emmy and I have been friends for a very long time, and we've both lived in Vancouver for just as long, and I'll let her take the floor and just tell us a little bit about herself. So, Emmy. Hi, I'm Emmy. Um, as Ella mentioned, I was born and raised in Vancouver, and we've been friends since we were like three. Um, I have dual citizenship, so I'm American and Canadian. Uh, my mom is originally from Hawaii, and my dad is from Kansas. My so my grandpa is fully Japanese. He's a uh, Nisei, so he's like the second, the child of um, the first generation immigrants from Japan. And then my mom's mom, my grandma, is fully white. So my mom's half Japanese, and then my dad is fully white, which makes me a quarter Japanese. Yeah, awesome. And so I was curious to know about... Um, what side of your background you most identify with, like your cultural background and your ethnic background? Yeah, I mean, I would say first and foremost, I'm pretty white. Like growing up in Canada yeah. and with uh, my dad being white and my mom being like half white, I guess. I'm definitely pretty white and then Going further past that, I would say uh, Japanese and Hawaiian uh, cultures have really shaped my kind of cultural identity. Uh, my mom's not, she was born in um, Hawaii, but she's not like native Hawaiian, like ethnically. Yeah. But growing up in Hawaii, she adopted a lot of uh, traditions and kind of uh, culture and things. Mm-hmm. Really only or mostly done there um and she really brought that into my and my sister's childhood so i think that was a big part and and i did do japanese school from ages four to 13 yeah so almost 10 years of like my developmental childhood were learning the japanese language but then it was also a lot of like cultural um, education and opportunities that I got through that. We mm-hmm. would celebrate Japanese holidays at Japanese school um, and learn about other Japanese things as they came up in like the current political or social um, media. Yeah. And your name too is Japanese, isn't it? Or is it also Hawaiian? Yeah. No, my name is Japanese. I yeah. think it means smile. Yeah, because well, it's um, the way that Emmy spells her name is E-M-I, which um, I don't think is typically seen. Like, in mm-hmm. North America, it's usually, like, an E-M-M-Y, E-M-M-I-E. And so, I mean, it's a bit of a struggle for Siri to pronounce, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I have it autocorrect a lot to E-M-I, like, in all caps, because that's a media or a rec- like music producing company oh yeah like emi music oh that's so um, funny 
Yeah, and I also get a lot of people saying, like, oh, is that short for, like, Emily, Amelia, stuff like that. Mm -hmm, Yeah, and so do you think growing in growing up in Vancouver sorry is has affected your cultural identity at all because I find that I mean as we've grown up together we've gone to Nikkei's together we've gone to different Japanese festivals around the city and I just want to know your input on that if you think that that has made you lean a certain way in terms of your identity Mm, for sure well Vancouver has a very rich and complex Japanese um, culture that dates back like historically to you know past the Japanese internment to to before that um, when there were first Japanese families establishing themselves here so I think that's pretty unique to Vancouver like you don't find a Japanese population like you do in Vancouver with the history anywhere else Um, I don't know if I would have had the opportunity to go, to be um, exposed to as much Japanese culture Mm -hmm. had I grown up in, like, Kansas. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how many Japanese schools they have there. There's no Powell Street Festival. My mom also uh, spent her later childhood in California, Southern California, where I think is... Uh, more there's more of a Japanese population but I don't think it's as much as Vancouver or at least concentrated in the way it is Mm -hmm. yeah I was gonna ask like hypothetically if you lived somewhere your parents grew up like what do you think your life would be like then like um do you Mm -hmm. think it would be like you would still have that same exposure to the culture like just from your parents or do you think that you would just like be raised with like predominantly like that kind of culture that they have like that quote-unquote white person culture I guess yeah I mean if I had grown up in Kansas I think I definitely think that would have had a noticeable difference on like impact on my cultural identity because out of all the places my parents have were born or grew up that seems like the has the least Japanese culture although there is some mm-hmm. but if had I grown up in Hawaii I would say there is definitely um a large Japanese population yeah they do have um, a lot of with Japanese also its people. own unique complex history and like Pearl Harbor and stuff like that yeah um and there's a lot of mixed yeah. people there too yeah And I would say, like, places like uh, Los Angeles and Vancouver are pretty, Mm -hmm. well, more diverse than Kansas in general, not inherently specific to Japanese, but then going beyond that, I think there is definitely some, a higher Japanese population Mm -hmm. than other cities. Yeah, for sure. And I was also going to ask about your hair, because, um... This hasn't been mentioned yet, but Emmy actually does have flaming red hair. And so um, I guess it comes to a surprise often that she is indeed part Asian. And so I wanted to ask how you feel when people just comment on your hair and if you have any 
um, memorable examples of interactions regarding your hair because um, less than 2%, according to Google, of the global population does have red hair. And so I guess it's kind of a rare sight for people to see usually. Yeah, well, my parents were pretty shocked when I oh, yeah. came out and had red hair. Did you have a lot of hair? Like, um, I don't think I had a lot, but it was enough hair to be like that. Noticeable, red. Like, yeah. Undoubtedly um, red hair. Yeah. And my sister, who was born after me, but she, did, she doesn't have red hair. And she looks, I would say, significantly more Asian than I do. Yeah. Still, like, a quarter, like, you wouldn't be like, she's I know. Asian, but she looks significantly more than yeah. I do. Like, I don't look like I have an Asian cell in my body. Yeah, like the adoption story. Yeah, I... Yeah. <laughs> I... That was I'm so still funny. not convinced I wasn't adopted. There was even this... Even though I've, like, seen pictures of my mother birthing. Yeah. But I am the only one in my family in my immediate family at least to have red hair which isn't super unusual because the red hair gene is recessive so mm -hmm. you can have it and be uh, not expressing it yeah and, like hiding it but it also means it has to come from both parents yeah so it's not like my just my white dad could have given it to me like my mom also had to have had um a red hair gene mm -hmm. yeah that would, yeah. But I mean, your, um, your grandma on your mom's side, she was, um, did she have blonde hair or did she have, um, brown hair? She had kind of like a dirty blonde hair. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, going back to the hair question I was going to ask about, um, just anecdotes about, um, people's reactions to your hair, because I've actually been witness to some of these and they can be very um sometimes creepy in a sense because um yeah I'll just let you <laughs> explain them away yeah. I would say most people with um red hair have had someone pointed it out yeah or, <laughs> like not in a way like hey did you know you have red hair yeah. but like it's kind of I've been called like, hey, are you Anne of Green Gables or something like that? But one example that Ella alluded to yep. that I wouldn't say is normal for someone with red hair was when we were approached by, um, <laughs> I guess, two young women, yep. like uh, in their 20s, maybe, who were asked us to join a cult well they didn't say would you like to join our cult but we later learned it was a cult yeah but it seemed as they were we watched them after for a while only approaching people with yeah. red hair yeah so we were um we were out getting lunch and i was just getting the rest of my takeout and i saw emmy just standing there with these two women and they were um they saw me and they said oh sorry we're not looking for um minors and so then um we just look at each other and um emmy was just like oh we're both minors and they were like oh okay and then they walked away and then later we went into a starbucks and then we saw them again and um 
they had just been talking to another redhead girl and so we were just like super freaked out and confused and this poor girl like after that interaction she looked like mildly paranoid like i remember just like seeing her like looking both ways like on the sidewalk just like afraid yeah and then i think there was some other tie with like i don't remember maybe when we googled it or something i remember there being some other tie something to do with redheads where we were like huh that's weird yeah no it was like really weird i thought it was like because there were like multiple sources that said something about a cult and then another one said that it was like a church intending to like bring people in but then they came off as a cult so it was either some oddly religious church or someone was trying to recruit redheads for a redhead cult it also wasn't like a coincidence like they went out of their way to find this other person it was like maybe 500 meters away from where they had approached us yeah um and there were it was pretty busy um there were lots of people around it was like in a food or area um and they went out of their way to approach her yeah they like really singled everyone out who was a redhead i i also think there's like a difference in the way um like socially people react to like people identifying as female redheads versus people identifying as male Mm -hmm. um because i think redhead females tend to be more like fetishized or seen as like like complimented to an extent yeah i mean sometimes of course it's not always like that but Mm -hmm. yeah uh, there's some redhead characters like in throughout history even like yeah in stories and stuff that like they're not bad or anything but then jessica rabbit i guess yeah redhead males are more seen as like like ed sheeran (laughs) And yeah, like the Ed Sheeran trend, I guess yeah. is what it is on TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of bad for him. Everyone just picks on Ed Sheeran. Yeah. and But I think even before Ed Sheeran, like uh, Harry Potter, maybe. Mm, um, yeah. Like Ginny is kind of seen as more beautiful compared to her brothers who are all seen as like kind of geeky i guess yeah and like disheveled and ron is like ron always struggles to like find someone and he's like this just like the best friend on the side yeah (laughs) yeah justice for redheads guys (laughs) two per two percent of the population you got to treat them properly they're the minority here but i mean to be honest sometimes it feels like there's more than two percent because i think so many people yeah their hair red but i guess some like uh the color red but Mm -hmm. some like i wouldn't be able to tell if they weren't naturally red yeah but i guess it's because um i mean two percent of the population like globally like that's still like probably like over 10 million people well, I can't, I'm not doing the mental math right now, but that's quite a few people, and so I think they'd be, like, relatively dispersed throughout the world. But, yeah, it's, like, it seems like a small number. I wonder, though, if they're how evenly dispersed um, 
around the world they are. Yeah, they're probably all, like, in Ireland or something. Or yeah, at least. I mean, compared to, I don't know, Japan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, my gosh. I'm sure there are, like, some people in Japan who have dyed their hair to be orange or red. But Yeah. Yeah. And they're, like, I feel like a lot of people have immigrated to Japan recently, and it's, like, more and more um, foreign people are going to Japan. I don't know if it's, like, mass amounts, but I, I feel like I see it more often now. Yeah. Oh, you know what your um, prompt that dude reminded me of? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure that it's referring to. I think, I think you know which one I'm talking about. Day, yeah. we were having ice cream. Yeah. Um, with, Ella, like, a group of people. Some friends and I, yeah. And this guy, I made eye contact with him from, like, far away, and I smiled, because, like, why not? Yeah. Not in, like, a flirty way or anything, like, I, just because we made eye contact. I yeah. was being friendly. And so a few seconds later, he came over to me, like, very close, and he, like, looked at me in the eyes for a few seconds, and few seconds, and then he was like, just wanted to let you know that your hair is very very beautiful can i ask where you're from and And keep in mind that this is like while we're all together just talking and then he's like disruptfully like just goes straight to emmy like makes almost a beeline for her in between like three other people and just stares her in the face yeah um which is i i thought it was a little bit creepy funny too because it's kind Mm -hmm. of the thing it's almost ironic how like people get approached all the time for having um like darker colored skin or like asian features and they're like oh where are you from but it's not really a thing with hair color yeah but this guy was like oh like where are you from and then i was like oh i was um born in vancouver and he was like oh because i have a friend who has hair that looks exactly like yours and they're from like ireland or something yeah and it it was like almost seems like some kind of parody of people trying to demonstrate what kind of racial like um oppression can look like but like sarcastically yeah it was also though kind of creepy though in the way he uh yeah no it was super creepy i guess like what you mean is kind of just like how when people are like, oh, where you're from, where are you from, and then you'll say something like, oh, I'm Korean, and they'll be like, yo, I have a Korean friend, or something like that, <laughs> or like, I've, I've had, um, <laughs> I've had kimchi before, or something like that, like, just very general, it's like, oh, that doesn't really have anything to do with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it is, like, since less, I mean, I assume there would be less redheads than there are Koreans in the world. I don't oh, know yeah. anymore, but it's maybe slightly more rare. But my one friend, every time she's like, I saw a redhead at the mall and I thought it was you. <laughs> like, yeah. we've been friends for over 10 years and she still has all these encounters where um, she's says oh i thought it was you for a second yeah just basically from having red like no other similarities whatsoever yeah that's awkward because that actually happened to me like um 
during COVID when I hadn't seen you in so long and I was across the street from this other redhead and I was with my mom and she was like is that Emmy and I, I was like I, I don't think it is and then she was like just just say her name just say her name and then it was like Emmy and then the girl like turned but it wasn't you and so I was like oh my god and my mom was like you know what we'll just pretend to wave at like someone farther away oh no 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 because I think it was like um it was like because it was near your old building and so your dad was actually on the balcony and so my mom was like oh just wave to him just wave to him and it was it was so embarrassing but you know what it's okay because <laughs> i my theory is that since most people are only have like one or two maybe close-ish friends mm-hmm. or people in their lives who have red hair they almost don't need to pick up on any of their other senses yeah. or features like to use them to identify them with mm-hmm. um so they can kind of just have the hair in there like why would i need to go beyond that um whereas if you know five or ten people like that you see on a weekly basis with brown hair you're going to need to um like remember and process yeah in your brain like more features yeah i guess because it's like more common uh, that's just kind of something that I came up with on the yeah. with no science whatsoever. So yeah. I don't know how if there's any I guess I guess it's like um you just have this one really distinct feature and so people just associate you with that specific feature just because you have red hair and they don't know anybody else who has red hair and then when you see someone on the street with red hair, you automatically think, Oh, that person reminds me of you you know? Yeah, um, the same friend who confuses me with uh, every other redhead also, it, when she's with me, will always point out if there's another redhead. Yeah. Hey, look, she is redhead. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I've noticed several people do when yeah. they're with me, actually. Oh um, my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, are you ever like, yes, I understand, they have red hair, and I also have red hair, but... I don't go pointing out every blonde person. <laughs> I mean, I guess I understand why it's different than yeah. just having blonde hair. I mean, sometimes when I see someone with red hair in public, I'm like, oh, they have red hair. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's my homie. Yeah. yeah. They know my what it feels like. My mom always says, like, oh, those are your people. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> kind of as a joke, but I mean, maybe... I don't know how much more related I would be to them than, like, you, but... Yeah. No, but that's really funny. Like, just like, oh, my God. It's it's your people. It's your flock. <laughs> and so, like, I guess... I don't know if it happens often, but what happens when people, like, find out that you are Japanese and they also, like, make a comment about your hair at the, like, same time? Well, I guess, like everybody kind of just acts surprised when you they find out that you're part Japanese like I don't know what does that feel like for you I would say I've definitely people range in their level of surprise but it's always a good thing to use for two truths and a lie oh yeah oh I'm quarter Japanese (laughs) yeah one of my things and it's like no but the time that the conversation or 
event that stands out to me the most right now is in second grade. Um, I my teacher was Japanese, not my Japanese school teacher, but like my normal, you know, school, just like my uh, regional or not like regional, sort of like your grade teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was Japanese, and I was like, oh, me too. And she was like, no. <laughs> she just straight up said, nah, you ain't Japanese, man. I mean, she taught second grade, so she was like, yeah, I know who oh, they she, are. She's like, just like, you're confused. They sometimes are confused. Oh they my don't gosh. really know what they're talking about. Um, and I was like, no, like, really, I am. And she was like, okay, sweetie. <laughs> wow. And then once my mom came in to pick me up early, because I was sick one day, and it was like, Near the, maybe like October, so it had, of the school year, so um, it had been a month without, with her not believing I was Japanese. Yeah. And my my mom walked in and she was like, my, or she isn't, my teacher was like, oh, maybe she isn't (laughs) lying because my mom looks. Oh my gosh. So does that like happen to you often where people will just straight up be like, no, you're not Japanese. I've honestly not had that many people, like, tell me I wasn't Japanese. Yeah. Because, um, I guess when I was seven, it was more like, you could be confused. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've never had someone, like, accuse me of lying or anything. Yeah. Um, because now when I assert it as someone who's not, like, an obviously small child, Mm -hmm. it's like, why would I... I don't know, be confused about that. Like, I'm old enough to know what it means. Um, I guess, I mean, race, ethnicity, cultural identity are pretty complicated, so I don't know if I know what it means, per se, but more than being confused, the Mm -hmm. way you could uh, pass it off if I was seven. That's a good way to put it. And I just wanted to end off with one final question, and it's about food. Because since you come from so many different backgrounds, I wanted to know what's your favorite food from Japan, Hawaii, and I guess I'll say Vancouver and Kansas, like Canadian food and American food. Yeah, from Kansas. I don't know, cornbread. What do they have in Kansas? (laughs) Or just corn, maybe. Yeah, just straight up corn. Yeah. Um, I would say my, well... I don't eat meat anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. But growing up, I would have spam musubi all the time, mm-hmm. like on a weekly basis at least. Yeah. And I don't know if it's would be categorized like as a traditional Hawaiian food. Yeah. But it's definitely something that is pretty Hawaiian, um, at least nowadays. Like my mom ate it all the time growing up, and. So did all her classmates. So good. I love Spam Musubi. So I would say that, even though I don't eat it anymore. I also love malasadas, but oh, yeah. I think the only time I've had those is actually in Hawaii because I, I don't know. I guess I could make them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You should totally do that. Like open up your own malasada shop. That would yes. be so good. I would line up every single day. And my mom makes goody goody ice cream sometimes, which is like a Hawaiian specific flavor of ice cream it has like fanta some kind of maybe strawberry fanta 
it's a several things. Oh, but that's right. Japanese food. Um, well, now that I don't eat meat, I would say I love like teriyaki tofu, mm. agadashi tofu. Tofu is really good, yeah. and it's pretty re- readily available at. Um, like a Japanese restaurant yeah. compared to other cuisines. Um, yeah, Emmy loves her soy. Yes. Yeah. Vancouver food? Um, or like, let's say just a specific restaurant in the city that you Chipotle. really like. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, Chipotle. <laughs> that can be your Kansas. Do they even have yeah. Chipotle in Kansas? Yes. No, actually for Kansas, I will say, and California, like Southern California where my mom Oh yeah. Grew. I would say it's just Mexican food in general because Vancouver doesn't have any Mexican oh, yeah. food. Um, and Kansas has a lot, and so does Southern California. Yeah. Um, and Kansas also has barbecue, I guess. They're kind of known for that. But Vancouver, maybe... I like how diverse it is. Like, you could go to, like, an um, quote-unquote American restaurant, mm-hmm. and there would be, like, not... Like, from all these other cultures... Mm-hmm the people who work there or run it or own the restaurant aren't from those cultures yeah like aren't just white Mm -hmm. um there's also several restaurants now i've seen where it's like two cuisines that you wouldn't necessarily expect to go together yeah or i don't know if you expect any different cultural cuisines to go together but like italian mexican i saw the other day oh yeah restaurant stuff like that That so i would say i like that about vancouver yeah that sounds pretty good though like i think yeah that is what's pretty unique about vancouver like there is a lot of fusion here there's like the vietnamese french fusion but i guess that's already incorporated sort of just from vietnamese culture but there's yeah i think i know what you're talking about in terms of the Mexican food in Kansas because I remember you telling me about some restaurant that you guys really like over there. There's basically better Mexican food everywhere except Vancouver. Yeah. And maybe Canada in general just doesn't have very many. Like the bar is low. Yeah. Well, have you ever had um Taco Fino? Yeah. It, yeah. It's like, I'm not saying there's no Mexican food or Yeah. Anything. It's just you kind of, it's not, it's good. Mm-hmm. But it's like you have to kind of go out of your way and go far yeah, and get it. That makes and sense. And usually, if you were going to do that, it would be for like this really like um, had been so hyped up on Instagram or whatever restaurant. But it's like just to get Mexican food, you have to do that. Yeah, yeah. The by the way, this is not um, this is not an ad for Taco Fino. Um, but <laughs> if Taco Fino would like to sponsor this episode or any future episodes, I'm totally open to that. They can just contact me directly, and I will totally take that sponsorship. But um, it appears, if, yeah. If Taco Fino decides to sponsor you, then I will um, take back my statement yeah. about <laughs> describing Vancouver Mexican food as the with the bar is low. Yeah, the bar will be like the bar will be um, elevated after um, <laughs> our sponsorship on the show. so yeah we will repeal the um previous statements and say that vancouver mexican food is the best kind of mexican food yeah yeah (laughs) the best kind of mexican food yeah the best kind of mexican food not from mexico (laughs) in vancouver 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Initiative Podcast, and thanks to our special guest, Emmy. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon.